What's going on, my friends? It's a beautiful, I guess, 60 degree evening, the 16th of April, 2019. Pretty good day. Started with a kick ass workout with DDI Stinking P. Did a strength circuit, numerous exercise uh, implements such as kettlebells and push up stands and uh, bolsters and horses and uh, dumbbells and all kinds of shit like that. PVC pipes filled with sand. Honestly, one of the best workout implements that I've ever created. Uh, had the idea. Somebody, I'm sure numerous people did it before myself. But um, what it is, is a two-inch thick, two-inch or three-inch? I'm going to say three-inch thick PVC pipe, about six foot long. <clears throat> Fill it with uh, play sand from big box store, friggin' Home Depot or Lowe's preferably Lowe's because Home Depot doesn't give any freaking discount to veterans. Listen, I don't ask for much and I ain't shit. I ain't no freaking Chuck Norris or Rambo war hero type, but give me my fucking life served, which is more than 95% of the population has ever done. So I want my goddamn 10% discount. Motherfucker. How's that? So you go get your play sand, you pour it in, get a funnel, you pour it in stinking PVC pipes after you already fasten one end, and you glue the other end on, you got yourself a beautiful barbell, which will last forever as long as you don't drop it on the road or something. We're using it on mats or gymnastics gear, so they're great, very versatile, very good, it's about 20 pounds uh, per PVC pipe. And you can obviously get a thicker gauge, make dumbbells, make whatever you want out of PVC. I think it's pretty neat. So we did that, did a bunch of hoisting, muscles are popping out, feel good, energy levels high. Went home, took a nap, headed down to teach, uh, spent some quality time with my dog, head on over to teach my lab, my last lab section, and they were ready to freaking go. Let me tell you, our exam, final exam is on. Tuesday of next week, and after that, we're done for the semester. So what else happened today? There's a lot of hubbub online, understandably, about the um, Notre Dame church in Paris, and already starting to see the rumors flying, was this uh, terrorism, was this some sort of construction work gone wrong. I have to believe that if you're working on Notre Dame, I don't know, you're smoking cigarettes up there. Who knows? It can happen. You know what's crazy though is that man creates these things. You know, I saw that they salvaged the crown of thorns. There's probably countless other artifacts from this church that hopefully most of the the most um, priceless were were saved. But man creates these things from the rosette, that beautiful um, stained glass window, looks like a flower on the front. I took an art history class that was freaking awesome, and they teach you all about architecture, the various cathedrals and their construction, flying buttresses and gargoyles and all that shit. I might have talked a little bit about this last uh, during my last podcast, so forgive me. But, yeah, I think it's pretty neat. 
all that architecture. It's very sad that it is gone. Very sad that it is um, that it is gone. That it was lost in this fire. And wondering about the source of the fire. It's uh, pretty scary shit, honestly. But it's interesting to me how man, however long, 500 years, 1,000 years, this, this church has been around in its various configurations, how special it was to people, something physical, something beautiful that we've built and maintained and changed over the years and, and all the years that it didn't change. It was just something to really adore, this huge structure that's symbolic of man's love for God. It's always been something that really fascinated me. Our feeling as though we, we need to worship. We need to praise the Lord. We need to, whatever your religion is, it's, it's fascinating to me. I don't believe it, but it's interesting to me what the human psychology is around buying a BMW and lowering it, making it sound like a fucking lawnmower. That has always fascinated me, too. Sound like snot rod from the movie Cars. I don't understand why you'd want to be that low. You know, is this, did this start or accelerate, pun intended, around uh, Fast and the Furious or whatever? those movies I missed. I might have seen the first one. Anyway, this church is lost and a lot of people are mourning this inanimate object and all that it it symbolizes. What does it mean? You know, somebody must have had to burn it down. Couldn't have been just a construction mishap or wiring or something like that. We'll see, you know. Obviously, tensions are always on the rise. It's always somebody that feels like somebody else has uh, wronged them. So who knows? I can only hope that we keep the peace. You know, I had a, an interaction today with a young lady. She uh, saw her beside herself crying in the hallways of the institution that I teach at. And I asked her, I knew her, and I asked her if she would like to, you know, talk about it. So we discussed we discussed that she has an eating disorder. And I think she might be the first person that I've sat down with and personally discussed an eating disorder and how the lengths to which it affects her. And she was really beside herself. My heart went out to her. Trying to, and I was trying to understand, you know, be compassionate while simultaneously trying to understand that which is illogical, defies logic, that somebody would feel like, you know, a a beautiful young woman that really doesn't need to lose any weight She's pretty, she's smart, she's an athlete of sorts. 
And despite all this, and she knows that, she knows that she has a lot going on, a lot going for her. And she's very competitive. I think she's too hard on herself. I think that a lot of us are. I tried to be there for her and talk about this predicament that she's in with this, you know, this eating disorder, anorexic. How you know, does she go to counseling? Is it working? Is she on medication? Uh, you know, what has she tried? You know, can she get back into you know, somehow use her strengths to destroy weakness? what she perceives as a weakness, you know? Food, her relationship with food is very troubled. She doesn't want to eat. She doesn't want to eat around other people because she thinks that there might be hidden calories somehow in the foods that they're consuming. She's very hard on herself. It's a damning situation. It's very troubling. It's very hard for me to watch somebody that frustrated and you want to help them, you know. I told her, help other people. Reach out to other people. What would you kind of advice would you give to somebody who's in your situation? A young lady who's, you know, younger than you by 10 years. By 5 years. She's, right? Some young lady in her early teens that she would, would you know, came to her beside herself because she had an issue similar, or she saw herself in her, how would she, what kind of recommendation, advice would she give that little girl? Because we're, as I mentioned before, we're a lot better at giving advice than taking it, right? So... how I left it. I told her that I'm her friend and I'm here to help. Is there anything I can do? Let me know. Pointed her to counseling staff. I'll, I'll be there for her. You know, I'll stand with her. She needs help. I hate to see anybody in that sort of spot. It's tough. A lot of people deal with a lot of different problems. I think that the most comforting thing to me is that you're not alone. There's somebody that's had your problem and probably worse. Just been where you are. Everybody struggles. Everybody's got issues. And so that was interesting to me and pulled on my heartstrings a little bit. And I'll be there for that young lady. Um, what else? Oh, I just saw this awesome poem. I've been, I've been trying to get into different things on Audible. And I've read various books listen to them. I love them on Audible. Sometimes the narrators are awesome, sometimes they suck, and I, I'm not, I lose interest in the read, and I really only have my commute to listen in on things, because when I'm home, I'm with my family, I mean, I, I can, after lights out, I can listen a little bit. Excuse me, but I figured that giving um, poems a shot, like really getting into old school poetry, Lord Byron and shit like that. Lord Byron Xanadu is a cool one. And I recognize the lyrics from the song by the same name from Rush. 
really, really good song, and now it makes me, helps me understand a little bit where these lyricists are coming from with the shit that they write and sing and play around. Xanadu by Lord Byron, really friggin' cool. Um, so I came across this poem anyway online, and man, I'm a friggin' earthy dude, I'm a crunchy mint guy, I'm a friggin' tree hugger. I grew up a lot of, with uh, being around nature a lot, I friggin' still love it. The green grass, the spring, having sprung here with the buds on the trees and leaves popping, I love and live for this shit. So the poem was, uh, or the writing was by David Suzuki, who I don't even know who the fuck that is. Rich dad, poor dad, I don't know who the fuck that is. Anyway, he's talking about the earth and natural resources, and maybe if we looked at that mountain less as just like some rock, and looked at it as like, you know, a living, breathing part of the earth, like something to be a wonder, or something to be revered, and you think about where it came from and the geology, the processes that thrust that, you know, the Appalachian mountain range up. Or look at this river and you think about all of the, 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 the life and the fish and the commerce that, that populates these rivers and the travel that it makes possible. You look at a, a river and, a, and creeks and all that shit from um, the world's largest rivers like the Nile or Colorado River the Danube, all these different rivers across the world, you see where they spill out in the ocean, you see all those various tributaries, it looks like our vasculature, man, as an anatomy professor, that's what I see, flow, flow of nutrients, flow of water, flow of blood, flow of life, made possible by the water on our earth, and only a fraction of it is fresh water, right? So maybe if we looked at things differently, not just the earth, but everything. Maybe if we if we looked at people differently, we wouldn't see we wouldn't see um, be so focused on the differences, the things that separate us, the disparities among the various people and cultures and parts of the world. We would see that we're all human beings and. I don't know, what am I, you know, some say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one, you know, hope someday you join us, and the world will live as one, you know, and what's up with these bags of trash on the side of the road, I guess people, they must have done like a their good deed, and they're walking along the road and picking them up, and they just drop them in bags. Somebody's going to come by later and pick them up. Is that what's going on? It's a good thing if that's the case. If people are throwing trash out of their, you know, their car on the way home. Well, that's fucked up. So I'm heading home. It's been a long day. I'm looking forward to spending some time with the family, getting home a little bit on the early side. It is Easter week where, uh, you know, everybody's going to rejoice. And belly up to the table and have some freaking feasting. Maybe some ham, some fixings, some good times, hanging out with the family. It's a wonderful thing. 
looking forward to it. Kids and I, wife and I, we're heading up to, or down to friggin' Baltimore, the Inner Harbor in Baltimore, and we're going to go to the aquarium, which is a really nice aquarium down there. That's cool. I love aquariums. I love the ocean and frickin' all those creatures. I'm really excited to do that, spend some time with my family. <laughs>